1: Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on, and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. MidwayUSA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right. And stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com
2: Welcome back everybody to another episode of the Southern Collective Podcast. Uh, I'm excited tonight for a variety of reasons. One of which is uh, we've got a special guest that uh, honestly has been gone for like quite some time. Brett, can you not do that? (laughs) <laughs> it was so loud. What? <laughs> Whatever you were doing, it, it was on the table, and it was just going. I didn't touch
3: nothing on the table. Oh, okay, my bad. Um, all I did was click the silent button on my phone.
2: All right, man. No big deal. Um, <laughs> anyway, I mean, what the
1: hell? I, I didn't don't do
2: I don't know. <laughs> I,
3: I guess touching my phone is a disturbance I, I don't know man i got noise coming
4: from. I, I, I heard hear it i heard, heard it too thing. it's all right just start start okay from the
2: top. we're gonna start from the top
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, 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 ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of the southern collective podcast we are back live uh this is episode let's see this should be episode nine we are cruising through deer season. We are uh, one month for full one month into the season. Uh, I am joined by the one and only Brett Smashburn, Matthew Reeves, and I am happy to say that Parker McDonald, host producer, uh, shuttle extravagant extrav- get near. Oh, I screwed it all up. Uh, of <laughs> of the Tagged Out Tour is back. Welcome, Parker. <laughs> we're glad we're really glad you could find a way to uh to uh join us in this uh arena but uh, how did
5: you how did you get everybody to stop at the exact same time like that that's amazing i
2: almost made a really dark joke <laughs> um but <laughs> it's late, folks. It is really late. Gas chambers. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought you said dark. I, I did. <laughs> um, you just took it there, dude. You. <laughs> anyway, it is, it is late at night. We are testing a brand new software uh, that is going to, obviously, you just heard some of it's going to change some things for us, but we got some catching up to do, and we don't have a lot of time to do it because it took us like 30 minutes just to get this thing up and going. Uh, so we're going to start with the biggest news. Out of all of this, Brett, what's it like to be a father, man? Congratulations. This is the first episode you've had your little boy.
4: <laughs> Woo!
3: All right, it's been all right. Just getting used to doing everything a little differently, but it hasn't been too bad. Yeah. Thank goodness I... My wife's done a lot, so she made it a lot easier on me. But and just taking some different roles um, of stuff around the house more than normal. But that's just fine by me. That's awesome, man.
5: That's crazy, dude. It's, um, I'll never forget that like first week or two after having, like, you know what's funny? I'm pretty sure, like, so do y'all ever relate? like life events with the Netflix series that you were watching the office at the time.
4: Never, never, never have Did you
5: ever do that. I freaking do it. We got into like these like murder mystery type stuff, whenever our first kid was born. And so like, whatever I think about when Henley was born, I automatically go back to like these murder mysteries. And I'll tell you another funny one that we watched was uh, once upon a time. <laughs> so I think about that when we had kids, um, But, dude, like, I remember that season of my life so well, and I remember it being really difficult, but at the same time, it was a whole lot of fun. Are you experiencing it? Like, you almost don't even care that it's that hard.
2: Yeah, I can see that. I experienced something for the so first no, time today so no. that, <laughs> that that I'm not used to. And that is, Brett, Brett is my tried and true. If I just want to talk hunting, I can call Brett. doesn't matter if that dude's six feet in the hole digging up a gas line. He's going to answer the phone and talk to you. And today, I got cut off by a little tyrant. I'm sitting there, we're like 30 seconds into a phone call, and you hear, Hwah! Hwah! and he's like, oh, got to go, click. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well.
5: Did <laughs> <laughs> not. Well, so you losing sleep? You losing sleep, Brett? Like, like tell us any horror really. stories? You've been crapped on yet?
3: <laughs> no, none of that. Um, I did lose sleep in the hospital for sure. We stayed at the hospital for like four days, and she kind of had like a fifteen-hour uh, labor. We didn't. She we didn't actually have the baby until about 3.06 six in the morning. And by the time we got out of there into a room, it was a little after 5 o'clock in the morning. So I'd been up for 24 hours, no sleep. And then every nurse and every doctor wanted to come in every 20 minutes because the shift started to change. And so the first couple of days, I didn't get any sleep. But since we've been back at the house, it's been a lot better. And he also had to be under what they call the the Billy Blue Lights, like when they have jaundice. Mm-hmm. So... He could only be in a diaper under there. So with that, you know, he's used to being in the mother's womb where he's kind of tight, secure. Now he's out in the open, can't touch anything. And he would scream all night and you would have to like hold your hand in there for him to touch you. And he'd be just fine. So we took turns doing that a little bit. So the hospital was rough, but since we've been home, it's been a whole lot better.
5: Did you watch the whole thing, Brett?
3: Uh, pretty much. I mean, I like wasn't in front of it. You know, I you didn't was have your beside out. beside my. No, I mean, I was be, beside my wife, kind of <laughs> looking over the top, so I didn't see nothing crazy. But yeah, I pretty <laughs> much watch.
5: Oh, Matthew, you got something to look forward to, my friend.
3: <laughs> it, it's it's not that bad.
5: God. Uh, so this new software is pretty sick can can you edit out inappropriate things?
2: i don't know <laughs> i have no idea i'm hoping i can edit out the gas chambers
5: comment uh but well if not you just reminded everybody <laughs> yeah, about <it. laughs>
2: but uh we we got a little business we got to do and we've been a little bad about it lately is making sure we get these put in at a good interval so we're going to start with uh the Patreon members. Um, As you guys know, uh, you heard it at the intro of this podcast, uh, we have a Patreon group and we host a digital deer camp. We give you a variety of benefits for helping financially support the show. Uh, And one of those is we give you a shout out on the podcast. Now, in looking at some of these names that are still showing due, I'm really starting to question whether or not this is really updating accurately, uh, because some of these people have been on here for like a really long time. And I find it hard to believe that they haven't had a shout out, but we're going to trust the software and what it's spitting out. Uh, Ryan Goins, Michael gas and clay Harper. Uh, I just want to say thanks to you guys, uh, for supporting the show, marking you guys as complete. Yeah. Three more just popped up from like January of 2021 when I did that. It's so weird. Anyways, we're just going to keep saying thanks to you guys. doesn't really matter. doesn't hurt us anything. Um, but, uh, if you haven't already, we got a wait list for our Patreon deer hunt. That's going to be happening the very last weekend of January, and we've got a giveaway. We have had more giveaways this year, but this one we can actually talk about. It is going to be running the month of October. Uh, you guys get ready for this. We are going to be giving away a joiner die custom knife. This knife is legitimately the epitome of soko it has got a black micarta handle with a yellow inlay it has soko lasered into the blade and it comes with a watertight box that also has a fire starter a honing rod uh, snake oil all kinds of really good stuff built in there we're going to be giving that away in the month of october so uh, if you're listening to this and you're not a patreon member remember if you sign up you get entered into that giveaway um, and much to some people's dismay, we, uh, gave away a bow and we included people from YouTube. Uh, this will be a Patreon only, uh, Patreon only giveaway. I know who you are. You made your comment. Uh, <laughs> that, that's, that's to make you feel uh, assured we're taking care of you. But so we'll say thanks to the Patreon members, guys. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming out. Uh, the hats should be here next week. The supply chain has been a disaster on the pre-order and the hats. Um, We'll just put it that way. It's been a disaster, but the hats are supposed to be here uh, next week. We're gonna get those shipped out to you guys. We have got another hat order that's coming out—a never-before-seen item. Just gonna tease that. I'm not gonna tell you what it is, and uh, we've also got a pile of shirts coming as well uh, in the next week or two from that pre-order. So, uh, just want to say thanks to you guys. And if you if you want a hat, you want a shirt, you want to support the show, and you don't want to support—you know—you don't want to sign up for a you know month-to-month thing. With Patreon Go buy a shirt Go buy a hat Leave us a five star rating review, Sub Tell your friends That's how we grow So Um Brett Did something just turn on In your room
4: Somebody's like washing machine Do y'all
2: have that hum From him too
5: It's probably Matt's I don't know near It's coming like. from Brett Oh I thought you said It was your washing machine Matt Sounds like a dryer
2: Brett do you have uh Did anything cut on In your room
5: Nope. That's weird. Hit, hit mute, Brett. Yeah, it's him. I was, pull, an, I was pulling for you, Brett. I really wanted it to not be. <laughs> it, I'm not doing nothing.
2: Do you have an AC? Do you have an AC in the room or something? Did you
5: on? Did your AC, your AC may have turned on?
2: Maybe. It's gone now.
5: It went, it went off. Something went away.
2: Yeah, whatever. I can edit. It's no big deal. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, so let's catch up, guys. We haven't talked in a, in, a, in a hot second. We all know Brett's story. He's been tied up with a kid. Uh, Matt, dude, your season's about to kick off. What have you been doing between setting a Kentucky what, what, record? Hold up. What?
5: Uh, Matt's season's about to kick off. Yeah, I ain't got started We're talking yet. about season's? It's already dang. He's already dang kicked. Well, that's what I'm saying. His up, Alabama season is about to kick, kick off.
2: off. He set a world record Jeez. for Kentucky Velvet Whitetail, and and now you know there's a been record. this lull in between where he's just been drooling, you know, foaming at the mouth every day uh, over some huge deer uh, that he's got over there at Black Warrior. Um, why don't you tell everybody what yeah, you're doing?
4: No, I I've, oh, I've been scouting when I can. Um, I try to do that during the week when I can. But mo- most of the time on weekends, I'm trying to finish this bonus room so I can have me kind of a you know podcast, video, studio um, going forward. I think Walt, you know, I talked about that a little today. But uh, really just hanging sheetrock, finishing sheetrock, just little odds and ends things, really. Just trying to stay close to home to when you know, we get that opener. You know, The one zone I hunt opens this weekend. And I, I doubt I put a lot of time into it because I'm really... I'm really looking forward to the the 14th opener of October. Um the weather's going to set up right for me. Uh the deer have been moving right for me. Um so I'm really just waiting for the 14th, honestly. Um this this weekend's just kind of a a get by hunt until then.
2: I got you. That ain't where the just so you guys know it's obviously not Black Warrior. Everybody in Alabama knows that WMA, so I just threw it out there to be funny. But um or maybe it is. Maybe I'm just messing with you at this point and backpedaling.
4: Who Man, knows? Man, dude.
5: Like, I thought we had everybody messed up. Now everybody knows that Matt's
4: really hunting. Bankhead. Uh, it's Geneva State Forest.
2: Geneva. Geneva.
4: Geneva
5: State Forest, yeah. <laughs>
2: Appalachia, Cola, WMA. Um oh, Matt, so you got these big, big deer on camera. I just want to pick your brain real quick and let you flush your, your <laughs> predictions on here. Uh what, you you have sold out on on a couple of really freaking big one one really big deer. Uh A, how big do you think he is and B, how do you think you're going to try and kill him?
4: I think he's a 150. And I'm going to kill try to kill him midday.
0: Doing.
5: What was it what was the prediction? What one, was Matt's prediction? What,
2: 150? Of what that deer, how big he is.
5: No, 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 no. I'm saying I'm saying in our bold predictions episode. Uh, oh, crap. Was I predicted don't have that Matt was gonna kill a, Yeah. Matt was going to kill a big buck. Uh, but there was other bucks included in that well, I, I'm interested to know. I think we said two over 125. It was one
4: twenty-two over 120 in Alabama. And then I said I was going to yeah. kill my biggest deer with a bow this That's year. That's what I said. Well.
5: I'm looking at it more as like a prophecy at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, but but how you how you gonna kill them no, What's the strategy, so, man? What what you know, here's the
4: I've had this discussion with my buddies and it's Moon Phase. Me and Brett have talked about it. Brett actually kinda of put me on the uh, the moon phase kick. Whether you believe it or not, or you think it's a load of horse crap, that's fine. But if it gives me confidence to go in there and kill one I'm going to go off of it. So what a what the, what I've done with this buck is I've only had three pictures of him this this summer and they've all been daylight pictures. But the the key of when he's moving is on a new moon. He moves every new moon and he's coming through this area middle of the day nonchalant. I mean other bucks are coming through there too. It's not just him. But um I'm gonna I'm gonna kill him based off the moon hopefully, um, on the opening weekend. It's a long I, I you know it could it could be a long shot but with the way these deer have been moving now I know like the last picture I got of him he just started shedding velvet so I don't know you know if, if I'm only getting a picture of him you know in those first couple days of the new moon but I don't get any pictures throughout the month like i'm kind of just going in there hoping he does the same thing he's done the last two months but um we're gonna try it
5: this is this is this is the same deer this is all one-eyed deer
4: yeah i've had had pictures of him the last three years this is the fourth year i've had him on camera so he he usually gets busted up come the rut
2: um so we'll see Are are you gonna set up on his weak side is that he gonna kill? God him? dang gonna- it,
5: dude! I was about to say that
2: on his weak
4: side.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> we we gotta take these controls away. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I could see it's gonna be I really can... funny is if nobody can hear it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if it doesn't get recorded in the track, yeah, it's gonna be awesome.
2: Oh, I have it on preview. It might not. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that that'll that'll be great <laughs> but no we'll see we'll see there's uh, other deer in there i'd really like to kill him
2: so who knows who knows let me say, i'm i'm pulling for you man i really am i I'm watching my cameras pretty hard to see if this moonface thing has any any merit to it. Uh, I'm not going to belabor it because everybody in the Patreon group has heard my stance on it. But I'm just uh, I'm curious, man. If you go end up going in there and smacking that Joker like you're talking about, or at least even seeing him, right? Like just simply um, <clears throat> seeing him, that's going to be one of those things where it's going to be hard for me to ignore <laughs> it. And I'll be calling Brett and being like, Brett, oh wise one. D- most magnanimous know, one. Would you uh The first picture I ever got
4: of him, you remember he had his head down and like you could really see his time length? You know what his head mm-hmm. was down in? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mock scrape.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: So but there's there's a pretty well. big terrain feature there too that kinda pinches him down.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's gonna be cool, man. That deer is a freaking hammer. You kill both those deer in one year, man. I might as well go I'm, buy a lottery I'm ticket. Quit cause... retire. Yeah. <laughs> well, Parker, you have been on the road. You've been You're gonna tra-
5: have to find time for. I'm gonna say he's gonna have to find time for autograph. Yeah, right. That. <laughs> you
2: you you've been on the road, Parker, uh, with a roving. A group of banditos just, you know, pillaging North Dakota. Uh, I don't know what, what details you can really say because stuff hasn't landed. But can you give us kind of a little, a bit of an update of what's been going on in your world?
5: Oh, dude, man! When you say uh, stuff hasn't landed, that is accurate. Um, some things have landed, like this show is going to be freaking awesome. That is priority number one for me this fall is making sure that this show that the Tagged out tour is so good i want it to be awesome i want these kids to kill deer um and i want them want to have a good time while, we, while they do it while we do it you know i mean i'm in there the the theme of the show this year is called dirt bagging uh if people watched it last year you know they they had the uh the struggle bus and It was very much a struggle bus, and we decided not to use that this year. And so we're using a big wall tent that the guys sleep in, and uh, it's been a blast. We had a great time. Spent two weeks in North Dakota. Now, I'm pretty sure, Walt, correct me if I'm wrong, I think one of the, which episode went up on the live, live from the fire, which, which update? Went up. Uh, I think it was the one where
2: you were in the car. Um, so it's it's a bit of a loaded question because both of them are one's queued, one is live. So uh, the first one that you have is close calls in North Dakota, and then tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow. At mm-hmm. the time we're recording this, or Thursday, the twenty seventh, uh, you will hear um, Al Fala Fala. Is what you titled it. I gotcha.
6: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
5: Got it. Okay. So, so everybody heard about my miss.
6: Yes. Um, Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt
1: or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to midwayusa.com.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
5: Here's been some, some updates from the field on that miss. I actually was able to find out that it was not necessarily my fault as a shooter which was kind of cool. Um, it made me feel a lot better because, you know, it's not been a secret. I've talked about it a lot. I've kind of had some target panic and just some issues that I've been trying to figure out. And, um, man, I really felt like I had done so. And uh, when I shot that deer and it was just, I felt like it was so perfect. He came in perfect to 14 yards. And I watched that arrow just sail right through his back straps. And I was like, what even am I doing here? You know, <laughs> like I felt like it was so good. Like I was relaxed. I was calm. You know, I'd, I've done it a whole lot of times in my life. Like, and at that point I felt like I had, like, I don't know. I remember the whole shot, you know, I didn't freak out. Uh, so I went back to camp the next day and shot and uh, that arrow sailed all the way over the target. And I was like, well, something was off. So I got to look in and what it, what ended up happening was the dial on my, uh, on my site, which is a, um, three pin fixed sight. It's the, uh, black gold, um, three pin fixed with a, uh, with a, uh, floater on the bottom and that little nut that kind of tightens the dial, it had just barely come loose. And that dial had gotten turned down. I mean, pretty like, I would say like maybe a quarter of an inch or so Damn. and and i just didn't re- i didn't realize it it's usually something that i look at and i i make sure that that's good every time uh if i'm being honest i don't even use the floater i, I set it as just a fix because I'm, I'm not gonna shoot a deer over 40 yards anyway so i just have it set to 20 30 and 40 set it forget it i don't even have a sight tape on it um i probably piss some people off <laughs> like especially like the uh um what is it? Obsessive compulsive? Mm-hmm. Like seeing the spot for the sight tape, and there's not sight tape there. Um, yeah, I just that's just how I decided to use it. So I just kind of have forgotten about it, and uh, I found out that I do not need to forget about that. That is very important. But it made me feel better. It made me feel like I wasn't crazy because I did, I did genuinely feel like I'm I'm going nuts. You know, like <laughs> I felt like that was perfect. If I felt like that was perfect, I what am I going to do the next time? Um, I was able to see that buck again, which was kind of interesting. Uh, I saw him again after he had shed velvet. I had him inside of 20 yards, but he avoided that trail. Like something had shot him there (laughs) two days before, um, (laughs) he got stung by a really big bee in that spot. (laughs) And he was not going to go, he was not going to go down that hill again. Uh, he just barely skirted it right in the thick stuff. And I watched him and. He ended up going by Eli and Casey, um, and uh, yeah, that was that's about as far as I can tell that story. Um, it was a cool hunt, though, man. I mean, I had a great time watching the guys kill deer. There are deer that got killed in North Dakota. Um, I had some encounters. I had an encounter with a really, what would have been my best deer uh, for sure, on day three. I can't, I don't think I talked about it in that podcast, but, uh, just see that. I think I sent you that video of that buck. Put the one on your um, weak side. He was a, yeah, he was on my weak side and, uh, yeah, that was a big buck, man. That was a really big deer. I'm trying to think anything else. People thought mm-hmm. I, I showed people that video and there's, he definitely goes right through a hole and I could have stopped him and I didn't. And I've been trying to just, what I was trying to do is, uh, just not rush the shot, you know, wait for the, op- wait for the right opportunity. That's what I've been trying to just tell myself, because I have a, I have a really bad habit of doing that, of taking any of op- the first opportunity I get and not waiting for the best opportunity. And I feel like that's cost me a lot of deer. And so I'm, I tried to make the right choice there. And, uh, I still felt like I did. I was so pumped after I saw that buck, like That was worth it. That was worth the drive there for sure. Just being that close. But that was the story of the, that was the story of the freaking thing, man. Like I was, I was inside bow range of multiple bucks, multiple times, um, on multiple days. And it's just so thick in there, dude, just the hardwood. there, all so low. Like we're we're talking about like being one stick high, Uh, in extreme every single time and and you're in it you feel like it like when you're looking at the map you're in the hardwoods think about being in the hardwoods but you can literally get one stick high just to have a few lanes to see through and uh man it's a challenge it's a challenge if you told me you told me before i left that i was gonna hunt there for two weeks and come home without a deer i would have told you you freaking crazy but (laughs) here we are Without a deer after two weeks of hunting in North Dakota, but I got a heart full of memories.
2: Hey, <laughs> <laughs> a full a full spirit and a, and a glad or a full heart and a glad spirit, right? Yes, sir. Well, I, I don't have much to show for it so far because I barely hunted. Uh, my opening day was <clears throat> a little bit of a little bit of hunting and a whole lot of scouting. Um, basically, my areas if the acorns aren't dropping there's way too much browse out in the pines uh the 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 pines are pretty well managed in this area it basically acts like big crp and so i took a lesson out of uh matt's book coming uh, out of kentucky and tried to find myself a pinch point uh found a couple of laurel oaks that were were trickling uh trickling acorns already and so um set up there and had some really close encounters with deer. Uh, there was a, a big bedding area back to my back, um, and in front of me as well and, uh, heard deer communication, bleeding and, and some grunting, um, had deer moving through the area, had a bobcat come up to about 10, y- 10, 10, 15 feet, uh, on the ground. And, uh, then I just decided the rest of the weekend I was going to scout. I just hadn't been to this WMA in a little while. <clears throat> and, uh, they had done some burning and whatnot, so I walked some pine thickets in some areas and found my first shed in several years, which is really, really rewarding in that regard, um, but laid eyes on some areas that uh, I can do some observation hunts uh, around areas that I know hold really nice bucks, and so um, kind of banking on some cooler weather, waiting on Zone D in Florida to open up, and uh, just cranking out videos and being a family dude, doing a lot of work on the boat, getting it ready making sure the engine's tuned up and putting new trailer tires on there and getting ready for a trip up to Alabama in December, which I'm really looking forward to.
3: That um, lot you
2: made was sweet. And just wait till you see the finished product. This thing's going to be, it, it
4: was a little off center, but you know, it's <laughs> I'm kidding. dude. My hilarious. OCD is
2: killing me so badly about that. <laughs> nah, if you, you got to move the troll motor, you, you got to move it. Yeah, but it's killing me. I'm that OCD guy that that Parker was talking about having that much space on the tape would drive me crazy. And that light bar being off, like, like I'm the guy that you can put something on the wall and I can just tell you without a level if it's level or not, right? And so it's all about angles. And so you got six inches of light bar, that's what she said, sticking out this side, uh, and nothing coming over here. And so, um, but in the end, it's going to be worth it. And I'm going to put, so anybody who's listening right now, it's in the Patreon group, but I took a 556. metal ammo can and I drilled holes in it and I put a 24 inch light bar on the front of it. And then I'm putting two six inch light bars on little PVC pedestals just to get it above that main light bar. And I'm going to put a rechargeable 12 volt, 35 amp hour, uh, battery in there with a light switch on there. And I bought a, uh, off Amazon, I bought a two switch panel so I can run the main light or the side lights. The main light is a Sasquatch symbol and the (laughs) side lights just say side light. So it's, uh, the cool thing is I can take that battery box off the front of the boat, just unbuckle it, take it off the boat, put it in the truck in the in the garage or put it in the back of the truck or whatever. Uh, and whenever I'm not using the light bar, it's not permanently fixed to the front of the boat to get caught on and busted or just in the elements. So pretty happy That's with
5: that. That's cool. Well, didn't you say you were gonna make a YouTube video about that light? light I am.
2: I am. I want to get the whole thing dialed in and, and how I did it. But, um, yeah, I'm going to do a YouTube video on it. Cause honestly, I've got several buddies who have a couple different boats they hunt from and they have setups for each one of them. I think this might appeal to a lot of people because even in a hurricane situation, man, like, I think this is kind of a cool survival, like just all per camp camp setup. You can cut on your lights and have camp. You're cleaning the deer. You take it out the back of the boat. you hang your tree, your deer from your predator platform at the boat ramp. And you know you can cut this thing on and have light right there while you're skinning the deer out. So, yep,
5: it's kind of cool. Hey, you said something. You said something, Walter, about uh, vocal like deer vocalization and stuff. Yeah, going on right now, um, bro. I've heard in the last probably two or three years more vocalization from deer in the early season um, than I do even in the rut. Um, like. The, for example the buck that I the buck that I shot the day that I shot him he was he came out in the field the doe came out in the field she walked right by me he like stood kind of at the edge of the edge of the bean field before he walked down to me he stood right there and he went brick 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 and then like <laughs> going all the way down the hill like he was a, chasing her like a buck and rut Um and we've seen it multiple times Uh, multiple guys heard vocalizations in North Dakota uh, from these deer that were and and, and weird like weird body language too like chasing and like neck out to the ground like nose to the ground and and you're talking about bucks that are like two and a half three and a half years old you know you're not talking about like little little spikes and stuff just fooling around you're talking about you know Decent rack bucks that are doing this. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's it's kind of a an interesting thing, and I'm wonder I've wondered if if using some calling tactic in the early season might be beneficial. Yeah, me and Greg had a great conversation about it too. Greg Greg believes Greg Godfrey from tether. Uh, he rattles in the early season because he thinks that these young bucks kind of starts sparring and stuff, and he said multiple times that he rattled in velvet deer, like bigger velvet bucks while we were in North Dakota as well. Just an interesting thought. That's
4: neat. Now, you with the running walk, when you were saying, did you did you see any of those deer that you heard?
2: No, but I could... Oh, yeah, Yes, but like through yeah, just brush. Did, like, cult
4: movement. Um,
2: yeah. yeah. Harder, like you were saying, but like, I couldn't tell you he was a Boone and Crockett. I couldn't tell yeah. you he was a one-year-old. I could just see him moving. And I, you know. what I'm about to say, y'all may
4: never experience this, but I, I have. Have y'all ever had a doe grunt? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. That, I hear that a lot in the early season. When a fawn goes away, she'll do that very soft grunt, and I'm like, well, here comes a buck, and I turn around and do with you know, with a yearling close by. So that always throws me off, throws me for completely.
2: Yeah. I've yeah. I've called in several deer and killed them. Really. Grunt tube, uh, can. Uh, I in fact, Chavo I, I, and I talked about this a lot in the Patreon group. But I think I have killed more bucks having called than I have them just naturally coming through. I, I like and, and the more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh, I killed that deer. I hit grunt. Oh, I did that deer. I, I like they just did the the spike up in Georgia last year grunted. He walked in, I killed him. In pre-rut situation, you know, a month away from the rut, it wasn't like I was out there for But if you've ever spent time around pin-raised deer, and I have, those jokers are talking all the time. Their hearing is better than us, but they might do just the the faintest little work. But like, they're they're talking to each other. And so, um, if there's a time of the year where they're talking most, it's either rut, or it's preseason when they're all in those big groups and talking to each other. I, I think I think just like turkeys will sometimes whip to each other because they'll hear the other turkey and they want to know if it's another turkey, right? And if they do a whip, whip, that other bird will respond and you'll hear it, whoop, whoop. And then they just both know they're a turkey. It's not a predator, it's not a human. I think deer do something similar. They can't always lay eyes on each other, but they're talking to each other.
5: So let me ask you this question. Would you feel bad killing a doe that you called in with a fawn in distress call. No. I, I feel weird Brett I feel weird. you feel weird about it how about you Brett
3: <clears throat> I w- I would say probably now I, I may but before I would have told you no not at all But before you now, had kids did that change you no, no. It's just I guess <laughs> I guess just,
2: just from hunting different now.
3: for so long that now if I see a doe that has uh, fawns with her period, I just won't shoot them.
5: Well, I'm not saying I w- I'm not saying that you, that you killed the fawn or that she had a fawn. I mean, yeah, I but if, she, if she's she, coming if she in, had
3: looking for it. Then she, what if had she came in by herself. Her. Well, if she come oh, in right. looking for. Her, her phone. I would assume
5: we had this conversation while we were while we were in North Dakota. If it would and and most of the guys as, as disrespectful and uh, brutal as they can be, they are. Uh, they were like, eh, I don't know, man. <laughs> like a lot of them had opportunities to shoot does, uh, and they didn't because they had phones with them. Um, and like I'm talking about like last day type scenarios, and uh, so. It's interesting. I, I, cool. I, I'm kind of indifferent on, on, on like, if I want to shoot a deer, like, if it's a last day type thing, man, like, if the fawn's little, little, little bitty, like, like, you're talking about, like, if it's, if it's got spots. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Like, sometimes, I've heard, I've heard we had, when I had Bobby Worthington on southern ground, he talked about the does, does will kick a buck off you know, off of their, that home range to prevent inbreeding. And so if you shoot a doe with fawns, if that buck is, you know, one of her fawns, he'll stay there. Uh, I've heard that said before. So, I mean, I really don't know how I feel about it. I probably more times than not would choose not to shoot a doe with fawns, but.
2: I call, I've called in a lot of deer using a fawn in distress call. Bucks included. I don't I don't think there's any correlation between I think there is a there is a especially early season when there's fawns on the ground to really be a problem I think there's almost a herd mentality of taking care of those fawns and they're looking to, to run off predators because I have seen does come in and leave without a fawn with them I've seen young bucks and mature bucks both show an interest whether they come the full distance and they're all stomping and doing their thing and blowing um, yeah I, I if I don't see a fawn, I'm shooting the deer. What if you see the fawn? I'm not shooting if it's got spots, I'm not shooting the mom. Right. Yeah.
5: What if it doesn't have spots? Mom dies. Okay. Another predicament. If it doesn't have spots, are you shooting the unspotted fawn or are you shooting the mom? Depends on which one gives me the shot first. <laughs> oh. I mean, honestly, I mean because if it doesn't have
2: spots, it's it's a pretty <laughs> decent sized deer at that point.
5: De- <laughs> decent size. Yeah one of them talking pocket- <laughs> <laughs> we're talking decent we're talking about decent size like, and, 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 like a catfish. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah personally. like
5: 60 pounds
2: <laughs> it's veal it's veal um <clears throat> yeah i mean it it all uh, depends on how itchy that trigger finger is ask me ask me come december when i start hunting if a yearling walks out if I, or it's not a yearling, i guess they're calling it fawn did you just say
4: you were going to start hunting in december
2: most of my hunting is going to start in December, yeah.
4: God, Walt.
2: I told you. I told you.
5: Yeah, Walt's done Walt's uh, prioritizing is what, mm-hmm. what we said.
2: Yep. Most, He's out there prioritizing. Most of my hunting will be done between December and February 14th or 12th or whatever. So my goal is to paint a, a red strip from a variety of WMAs. I was being not drop that back to my house from uh, dead deer being in the back of the tailgate so um i'm gonna try and fill my two doe tags in florida though in october you gotta go oh i will i got that little permission pe- uh, piece right here it's about five acres i, I got a corn feeder already on it, so it i've should always be
4: heard the I've, I've heard a lot in patreon about people giving you crap about not hunting and doing this and that and I'm going to be able to see it this year. I'm an insider now. Mm -hmm. If it's true or not,
5: I'm hoping it's not true. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing where Walter will uh, talk about and really like pump up all week. Like, I'm freaking going. I'm going. I'm dang going. I'm absolutely going. Can't wait to go hunt. (laughs) And then he'll tell a story. (laughs) He'll tell a story about a big deer that he heard about that's in the area and how pumpy he is to go and hunt it and then like everybody will be in a tree and we'll text you know at the same time like hey walt how's it going over there oh man my air conditioning blew up our house. <laughs> can't, can't can't go this weekend. <laughs> have an ingrown toenail. <laughs> yeah, got an toenail. Can't make it out. No, but usually it is something pretty big. Yeah, like it's usually it's usually it, natural. It, it's situation. crazy yeah. how that
4: happens. Cause like any time I try to go out of state or on a hunting trip, something like that happens, and I'm like, well, do I go? Most time I don't go. It's just like, crap, how does all this? Why can't
2: this happen two weeks ago? Mhm Mhm, dude, it was fourteen degrees with a wind chill of like negative twenty something I can't even remember it was insanely cold, it was insanely cold, and I go out there, I'm all set, man because <clears throat> twenty twenty one season <clears throat> with my my son and my wife i didn't i that's where most of that comes from Matt is is that season I just didn't hunt very much, I got you, and uh. And uh, I go out there. I'm all excited. Brett's on the way. I go out to my X Terror. I put ether in that Joker. I'm like, it's just not getting fuel. It just needs a prime. I've got me. I've got a video of me <clears throat> on the ring doorbell in my front in my front yard slamming my my truck yeah. so daggone loud. I almost woke up my kid um, cussing and swearing. And you can just you can hear how pissed I was. I was out there because it was perfect. I mean, the the conditions were just money for deer to be moving all day. And Brett. Past like thirteen legal deer accidentally that day, and um, but yeah, I'm excited. But I'm I'm shifting things around, man. I'm, I'm most of my hunting's gonna happen during December and January, but I'm gonna go pretty hard those those months. Is
3: it crazy to say that that was probably one of the coldest days I've ever hunted, and it was in the state of Florida? It's wet ever It's a wet,
2: hunted. cold man. It's just different down here.
3: No, Well it was. It was already supposed to be in the single digits, and then with a twenty mile per hour wind, yeah. it was like zero degrees or yep. something. <clears throat> something wild.
2: It was crazy. It was crazy, dude. I had I had um, the the stick on you heat 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 packs, whatever, like you put on your kidneys. I had those ready to put on the back of the ZV one, so it wouldn't the battery wouldn't die quite as quick and. Like, I had everything, dude. My wife wakes up. She's like, what are you doing here? I'm out in the living room at, like, 645. And I was like, the x terror won't and start. I'm going to light the effing thing on fire. It's like, the the whole Patreon group's going to do nothing but give me hell about this. I'm going to have to hear about the Santa co- uh, costume. She's like, what is going on? I had went on a freaking tirade. She goes, go outside until you can calm down. The boy's not awake right now, and I want to enjoy my bre- my breakfast in peace. And so I went out there, and I'm cussing and swearing and kicking stuff. I was showing my butt. I was so daggum angry, but... You know, I didn't get anything on camera that day, so it didn't really matter.
4: God, dude. That's awful. But, hey, you got a new truck
2: now, so you ain't got to worry about that. Hey, it'll probably, you know, blow up my AC or something.
3: Somebody gets sick.
2: (laughs) Dude, that was the other thing was my kid never stayed well that first year. My God. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night, floats a duck camp,
4: alive with the sounds of swamp pop, and the smells of Cajun cooking. From the Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun Prairies of the Southwest, me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all.
6: This
3: is Duck Camp Dinner.
6: Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.
2: I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more. You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by Hunt Stand, the number one hunting and land management app. So, all right, boys, we got anything else to say?
5: Um... Well, I feel as though I wouldn't be doing my job well if I didn't tell people, uh, when does this episode drop? When is it coming Tuesday. out? Tuesday. The uh, so, second, I think, is what... Yeah, if you, if you uh, the, the tag Out Tour episode one will have dropped on the Tethered channel by that point, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can see some of the stuff we've been doing, kind of why I've been out of the loop and... Very, I mean, not kind of out of the loop, like extremely out of the loop and uh, completely <laughs> like all my time is going towards that. And so it's been cool, though, man. It's, it's been a lot of fun. I think people are really going to enjoy it. And I uh, also want to say you fellas are crushing it, putting up new stuff on our YouTube channel and just big, giant velvet buttons getting shot with drop times. All over the place, and we get-
2: Matt Sheesh. Matt's video is up to fourteen thousand <laughs> views. By the way,
5: fourteen thousand, yeah, pretty good. That's
2: cr- <laughs> try to get more. All our videos, are doing- <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, dude. I think we've got a bang up lineup coming. You know, this week's episode is going to be a little well. By the time you hear this, last week's episode, but whatever, it's going to be a little delayed because we had some some editing uh, woes there, but. We're sitting 931 subs away from 10,000. Um, Let's get I want to get there. Yeah, I want to get there. I want to awesome. yeah, get, get there quick. So if you guys, if you're listening to this now, if you're not part of our YouTube channel, go sub-, sub to our YouTube. Go tell somebody about it. Let's get to 10K. Let's blow this thing up. Y'all know the more the more that grows, the more we can grow, the more content we can produce for you guys. Eventually, Brett's going to start hunting again, and so stuff from this season is going to die uh and, and Matt's gonna get on that 150, but we got a little bit of more housekeeping to do. I wanna sh- give shout out to Tethered as well as Botech for uh helping make this show possible. They both make some of the, the most elite gear that's out there. If you're looking to buy a system that makes the most sense, that that talks to each other, that is designed for all the components to be seamless together, go check them out. Uh my bow's on the way, I'm told. Uh Brett's is as well. Matt Parker, you guys have been crushing deer with Botex for a little while now. Um, I just think I think that I think Botec like waved Levi Morgan or whatever pro staffer they have on their team over Matt's bow, and it was really intended for me, <laughs> but it got it got to Matt <laughs> instead. I think they blessed the wrong bow because that Joker's got the hot head.
4: It's a, it's a sweet bow, man. It's it's really good shooting. I'm ready to shoot some does with it and not you know be more i mean i was in the zone when i killed that deer but you know really let it happen that one happened really quick i would like to just see it see the arrow fly real good i want to shoot one about four, four, 40 yards you know?
5: that happened so fast i want another one and i want to i want be more to more like I'm,
4: this. I'm wanting a doe Dang. i'm not wanting another velvet buck i'm wanting a doe just
5: a willing participant okay i don't I don't need any more of those drop time valve I probably will never <laughs>
4: kill one again
5: <laughs> oh I,
2: I hope you do. what's up, Brett? Uh,
3: I just thought about my opportunity at the end of this year that I'm
2: getting oh yeah, you want to tell everybody That's, tell' them, tell about tell'em about tell', them about, tell them about what you got going on. first off, tell them what you're doing to us and then tell them what you're doing
3: <laughs> well. I put in for some special opportunity hunts that I typically put in for. Uh, and it's during the rut, which is January, February time. And I just so happened to, to draw a hunt this year. That was the same time as a Patreon hunt. And I'm having to skip out on the Patreon hunt to go on this SOA hunt because I feel like I may never get it again or I may only get it one other time. And I feel like it's probably one of the better SOA hunts in the state. And then I got it for peak rut, and apparently I drew a really good zone. From everything I've I've read and heard from other people, so I'm excited about that.
5: There you go. Yeah, you can take one. You can take a guess on one of those hunts. Unfortunately, yep. it's going to have to not be any of us because we all got to be at the Patreon hunt. He, yep. he
2: is abandoning Sorry, Patreon. Guys. If you have looked forward to hanging out with Brett, to doing fun things with Brett, to picking his brain and the, all the infinite wisdom that he has, he is ditching you guys to go shoot a deer in Alabama. Just make it a 150 and, and it'll all be worth it. Uh, somebody killed a 150 there last year. Well, I wouldn't be saying that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> i'd be keeping that pretty close to the best but that's just me
5: Google. <laughs> yeah i always feel weird about the soa hunts because everybody knows that they're really good mm-hmm. you know what i mean like anytime i've ever gone on one i've said the name of the soa in the video um and and there are there is some i know that there is some issues with that uh so i feel a little bit weird it's like Pretty much any time you talk about an SOA, especially if you video an SOA, mm-hmm. most people who know the SOAs are like, oh, that's so-and-so. Yeah. 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 Some like almost yeah. somebody's yeah, going somebody to know either way.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not hard. What you guys need to do is you need to look for a Dodge Ram that it looks like it's hit at least three or four deer, because that's how many I asked Brett to hit for me this year. And I drive him, a to so.
5: drive a Chevy.
2: Yeah, Chevy, Chevy, Chevy Ram. Chevy, what, so, Silverado? Uh, <laughs> a,
5: sh- a Chevy Ram.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's kind of going to be what it's called. It's going to be called the Ram no matter what it is, Chevroletta. Did you get
5: a in yeah. truck, Brett?
2: Yeah,
3: that bumper I have on that Ram stuff like crazy. <laughs> that's mine like, he calls it the Chevy Ram. Yeah,
2: that's it. Uh, <laughs> most of my burger is already prepackaged inside a deer skin. All I have to do is just cut the skin back, and the burger is already ground Ew. and everything. So, uh, see that Parker ending this podcast <laughs> is a dark joke that's appropriate and people thought would be funny. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm ending it on a high note, <laughs> guys. Uh, go check out YouTube. Go check out our awesome sponsors. You use the promo code Soco. Soco hunt to get 10% off of Joiner Dye Knife. Get ready for the giveaway. Don't forget we're doing a Predator giveaway. we got all kinds of cool stuff coming down the pipe. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. And we'll, until next time, we'll see you in the great outdoors.
6: Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. (laughs) One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.
0: Four in the morning. Join me,
4: Chef Jean Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky.